and it's podcast time welcome to talk about take me out uh, it's the finale episode very exciting uh, i'm mickey hello i'm here with patrick hello and nathan hello okay great <laughs> great hellos guys it's like a really bad um like musical trio who are completely tone deaf Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. And, and, and completely out of time. Yeah. <laughs> They've been put together by Simon Cowell and they do not get on. <laughs> Guys, this, this episode, uh, I don't know if you know, but uh, listeners, it's all about Farah. And why is it all about Farah, lads? She's wearing a t-shirt that says, it's all about Farah. <laughs> that's how I knew. From minute one, that's how I knew. I love that because it's come, we've come to the end of the series and Farah is thinking ahead. She's like, this is the end of my 15 minutes of fame. I need to think yeah. about branding. Yeah. I just found it helpful because I, like in my own mental health, I'm a very searching person. And I'm never really sure what I'm supposed to be doing in my life or what the purpose of it is. So to know that it's actually all about Farah, that really <laughs> helps me. Like, that's very... That gives me some stuff to work on in therapy. Yeah, oh, so yeah, you had a yeah. breakthrough. So next time you're in therapy, you will say to your therapist, we no longer need these sessions. I finally worked out. It's all about Farah. And as yeah, you close the I, door, you'll hear us say, who's Farah? <laughs> yeah when i do therapy i talk non-stop for 15 minutes i don't let them even get in a single interjection no Normally, no questions as i'm leaving the room that's when i hear their response to the things <laughs> that is how you should do therapy i'm not paying to hear what they've got to say i'm paying for you to listen yeah in therapy i like to engage in uh, uh, silent competitions and then force them to talk first and then as soon as they do i raise my eyebrows and go, <laughs> Well, it appears you're happy to lose. End session. I think that's our time. I just throw a £50 note at them and walk out. <laughs> Buy yourself something nicer. Uh, I remember when Patrick said that he didn't need therapy anymore. And I thought he meant that he had been um, healed. But I think what he meant was, <laughs> I won the steroids. Yeah, I won. It took me several years, but eventually he did talk. Uh, that explains why you're still crippled with anxiety. <laughs> Not anymore. It turns out it's all about Farah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that in the, the rest of the intro, nothing really... Well, I mean, Kelly does some dancing, but I... I don't think we should. Um... Oh, no, I think we should go around to this. Um, Kelly does some <laughs> dancing dressed as Princess Jasmine. So she basks in her cultural appropriation. <laughs> and then yeah. she invites herself she to down. dance. And then mm. does the running man in full Disney regalia. Yeah. Actually, what, yeah, saying it out loud. What's, that's your cool. <laughs> what's your opinion? Yeah, it was overwhelming. Like, I didn't know where to look. No, it was cultural appropriation. <sighs> Yeah, you I know? think she should have upped the ante and come just as Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> if you were, uh, if uh, listener, if you don't really, if you don't really know what Nathan looks like, just imagine Jafar, but like more camp. Yes, Jafar was my childhood icon. <laughs> <laughs> what on your computer? <laughs> yeah, tech talk. <laughs> and his mouse map. This is a tech podcast now. Mine was a uh, Yago. That was and your childhood I think I... hero. Yeah, no, I was my, I what I've modelled my life after. Yeah, that is Just evident. Desperate, loud. <laughs> uh-huh. 
colourful, flamboyant. <laughs> colourful, flamboyant. And um, ready for a spin-off. So, um... <laughs> Mine was the parrot. That's the same That's thing. That's Iago, you dipshit. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it was the parrot from Lion King. It was a, it was a cartoon that I invented called The Parrot. Ugh. And a parrot would fly around, cause a lot of trouble. It, it sounds like a very bad, bad cartoon. Oh, you sound gosh. like a very dull child. <laughs> yeah, it was for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, as a dull child, I'll take over. So I was actually a very dull child. Mm. Doesn't matter. I believe it. Yeah. Man number one. That's very evident down- by how you carry yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man number one comes down the lift. Uh, it's Leslie from Belfast. Looks good. He does look good. Came down to Soft Rock, which I thought was like an odd choice. Some Avril Lavigne. Uh, very gentle, very gentle approach. Most men come yeah. out like, I didn't dislike it, but it was just unique. Let's just start with this VT. Very confusing. There's cows. He's very into fitness. And he works on a, a, a reception desk. I, don't really, I didn't really get the cows. What, what were they about? Well, he's just he's a- afraid of them. He, he mm. fears cows. Why were they in a VT? I don't know. I did think at the time this has no relevance. This has no relevance to his prospects as a partner. And how mm. often does that come up? Well, it's quite common. Sometimes the guys do mention what their mortal fears are. Like there's that guy who was afraid of roller coasters. I think it's yeah, quite but that common. was in yeah, the yeah, but that was in the second one. Sometimes in the second one, which is supposed to be like it's either a skill or more humiliating. Mm. And when it's more humiliating, it's like they're afraid of roller coasters. But that was this was in his introduction, yeah. VT. Up top, fears cows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's his Tinder bio. But also, know. why would you fear something that you can milk? That's what you've you've proven your dominance over that species. The second it's milked, well, he, maybe he yeah. hasn't. He personally, we have, obviously. Yeah, he seems to have a limited role in that. <laughs> Like when I was a boy, my grandpa took me to the farm and we milked all the animals and said, this is why you should not fear these beasts. Yeah. Also, wasn't your, <laughs> wasn't your farm. Yeah. Also, we, we, we were, he was charged for stealing <laughs> the milk. <laughs> it, we waddled out, each holding a big pails of dripping milk. <laughs> and put them straight into the back of the car, uncovered. And- the farmer would waddle after you. Not again! <laughs> Why was everyone waddling in this? <laughs> well, he had rickets. Uh, that yeah. was an unrelated issue. I see. It's a, the it's... farmer's curse. <laughs> oh, well, he actually had a very legitimate curse. My, my, my grandpa put some voodoo magic on him and... Uh, Whoa! I need to stay. He died and my grandpa inherited the farm. <laughs> we don't hear enough about your voodoo, granddad. Yeah, I really should tell you more tales, but I never will. That's the only one you're ever getting about my voodoo grandpa. Wow, cool. Well, it does sound like a series, so consider optioning it. Yeah, absolutely. Rights are available for voodoo grandpa. (laughs) Please, next next item which show you do, please call it my voodoo granddad. (laughs) And never mention it. Learning to love and my voodoo granddad. (laughs) In brackets, a life on the farm. <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that too. But um I'm uh, I watch every show Nathan does cuz we're friends. Yeah. All right. Meaningless. Uh, unrelated. <laughs> uh well, we're still on man one. Going nowhere. I'm I'm, I'm doing a great job leading. So I, I liked that he worked he works in a hotel on reception and he seemed like a very nice 
Sometimes when you're in a hotel, the receptionist, you're like, mm, I bet if I did something bad in my room, I think you would be very judgmental of me. <laughs> Whereas I feel like if I called down to Leslie and I was like, Leslie, I've soiled the sheets. I think <laughs> I think he'd be like, no props. I'll send up some new sheets. And also, do you want to go and play snooker? And I'd have to say yes. Oh, Les, you'll never guess what's happened in my room. <laughs> Jizz and but shit you know everywhere. What? I get it, mate. I get it. And then he had two girls left. He had Risha and Marion. And uh, and Marion, she Marion was confused about why he ended up picking her because he she said I'm quirky, short, and pasty, which really made me like Marion. Yeah, me too. That yeah, couldn't Marianne have been more different. Cool. Like Risha yeah. is the kind of girl that you meet at like a Uber like exclusive nightclub. Marion's the kind of girl that you meet like well. Like you, you meet up with your friends for drinks in the park. You're like, who's this? And it turns out that yeah, yeah, yeah. very nice. Person. And you guys, and you have a really good conversation. And you're yeah. like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah, you go bouldering with Marianne. His question though was uh, <laughs> was fun. His question to the girls was, "What would you say to my mum?" <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> he said, if "My you... mum doesn't know I'm on this show. What would you say to my mum?" If you if you could say anything to my mum, <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> Once in a lifetime shot. <laughs> I'd say, Leslie, are you afraid of your mum? Because she's a bloody cow. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not, you would say that to Leslie in front of his mum. Yeah, I wouldn't no. address her. I, I would not make eye contact with her. So neither of you, so when he asked, what would you say to my mum? Neither of you would address his mum. Yeah, I'd, I'd brush I her would, away I... and, and leave into a different room. The ultimate mm. dismissal. I would address her with gentle attention. Oh, right. And undress her with direct attention. <laughs> okay. Uh, and take care of her with erect attention. <laughs> Patrick is doing a I would fuck your mum, uh, Leslie. So that's that's fun. That's a bit of fun. Uh, but he ends up picking Marion and she seems very uh, surprised by it. And then she said, why would he pick me? Risha is a true beauty. And I just thought, oh, you're a beauty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we go to date number one. It's Stephanie and Darian. What, you know what she did? She uh, she said uh, every every time before a date, I grab a, le- a lemon mm. and rub it on my legs. Which is yeah, weird. They didn't explain a, that at all. They're in a sunny country. Surely there are wasps everywhere. Have you ever had a lemon Fanta on the beach? Wasps swarm to you. It was a very confusing yeah, that's because decision. Of the sugar. Also, I like that when they went to a water park because they get um, almost completely naked. They get to see each other's whole bodies, and they mm. always really like it. They always come. There should be more take me out dates where they get to see each other fully nude. Yeah, like, it was always a success. Life drawing, uh, naked wrestling. <laughs> um, Continue. Naked class. So we go to man number two. He's dressed in all white. It's Alan from Pontefract. For someone who seems to be in his mid twenties, he he did conduct himself like a forty-year-old divorced man. I feel like he's one of those people that need to grow into their age. Do you know what I mean? You see someone, you're yeah. like, oh, you're gonna crush it at forty. You're not good at your twenties, but forties, this will all make sense. Yeah, but I always, I, I, I really feel that because I, I, I. I feel that applies to me. You think you're going to crush your 40s? You know, like the whole like club scene and all that kind of stuff that you do in your 20s. It's just not for me. You've got an old soul. Mm. 
I yeah, I'm a very boring person. I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna really thrive when people start doing dinner parties. And bouncers would often tell you you're too old to come in. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're an old bitch. You can't come in. You got no. to go. No, I actually, because I, I look younger than I am. So then they ID me, but then they have one, like one second of conversation with me and they go, oh my God. Okay, you're 80 <laughs> yeah. years old on the inside. Get out. They toss your license back in your face. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Yuck. No thanks. Oh, provisional. This thing's covered in dust. <laughs> <laughs> it's a provisional. No, it's not a provisional, actually, Nathan. It's, uh, it's just you that has a provisional license, you oaf. Yeah, fucking learn <laughs> to drive. I was going to, but then the quarantine hit, and now I can't share intimate spaces with anyone. Aww. You can now, from the 4th of July. Not a car, not an intimate space. I do cons- yeah, I, yeah. I refer to cars as intimate spaces, and it makes driving instructors very uncomfortable. <laughs> Ooh, this yeah. is very intimate. Because I, I like to too, learn... Because I always, I always lube up the handbrake before <laughs> I start. Also, but I like to learn by sitting on their lap. And like yeah. he he lets me sort of press my size twelve feet over his size seven feet as I push down on the pedals. <laughs> and he goes, "This is not usually how we do it." And then you go, "I have daddy issues." And he goes, "Yeah, this is how we do it with people that have daddy issues." <laughs> well, anytime he complains, I fart into his crutch. Nice. <laughs> He's a very patient man. Why? Why, is he Why doing hasn't he this? fired you? Question. Right. Okay. Driving instructor and driving instructor E, who's the client? The client is the driving mm. instructee. Hmm. Yeah. Why would that? He has a business. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's no. It's actually that sounds confusing, but it's actually quite clear. No, he's the yeah. the client. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you frame a question in that sort of way, it gives you a little bit of. Pause. Yeah, Patrick has put his <laughs> put his finger to his mouth as if this is sort of a very interesting philosophical query. And we've all we've all had to adjust our expectations. But if yeah, but meat, he... if steak and milk both come from a cow, <laughs> isn't ah. milk meat? Ah, y- yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Again, something that seems confusing, but ends up being quite clear. Very easy. Milk is meat and (laughs) murder. Milk is murder. Mm. Delicious murder. (laughs) Delicious, delicious, num, 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 calcium murder. (laughs) Oh, I've got a murder moustache. That's also the name for the Hitler moustache. Um, I did well, like that Merrily said white trousers reminded me of a bad experience and that justified yeah. why she didn't want to take it further um, yeah and also no one asked any follow up questions which I think is uh, very wise I assumed she poop yeah. Uh, yeah yeah it's real poop poop but I understand that because <laughs> no uh, you know guys this, you're such guys in this instance because everybody had a big reaction and she went no 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 and it's not poop it's fucking blood you idiot period blood what, from a butt that's no, it, when when women say I had a bad experience with white trousers, the first thing is uh, the, the the thing you got the go to problem would be shit. No yeah. <laughs> blood, <laughs> blood, blood from the period. Yeah, that's the classic. That's interesting. No, because it's like the old farmer saying goes: If you wear white, you'll think it's it, but do be careful if you shit. That's what farmers say. At least that's what the farmer on my grandpa's uh, recently acquired farm said. I don't think he was a farmer. <laughs> but I think also, he was an insane man. Well, he was just because you have a rhyme for something shit. doesn't mean that you should dismiss learning something about women. 
Uh, oh, but it does help because it's a good distraction. <laughs> it's like um, when you were trying to explain um, intersectional feminism to me, and I sure. was like, "Red sky at night, shepherd's delight." <laughs> and then I walked out. We didn't talk for a week. Yeah, you use it as a mantra that sort of gets you to disassociate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sound of the rhyme kind of discompobulates your brain, and you, uh-huh. you can't really tell what's happening. All you know is that one word is similar to another word. Tell you one thing, this bit's staying in. <laughs> and this is the this truth. This staying in so the listener can listen to your blatant misogyny. I'll stand by this. Yeah. Yeah, seconded. But you also, know, Patrick put his cap on backwards as he said that. <laughs> yeah, just to make that statement. Because I could comedy feel it. is all about telling the truth. And that's the truest thing I know. Uh, he thinks he's on Joe Rogan. <laughs> I'm auditioning for Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> so we're uh, Alan. He uh, he gets a, he gets a date. He gets a date with Kirsty S. Yeah, she came yeah. out of nowhere, but she yeah. really made an impact this episode. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get to that. So uh, let's get to date number two, the crowning glory of the uh, uh, of this season, of course, uh, Shads. And this is her. This is her reward, and I think it's a beautiful reward. She goes on a date with Tony who uh, the Paralympian from last from last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's a smasher. Man, this was a good date. They were this vibing. Was... He was kept saying how beautiful she was yeah. inside. Now they talked about her kid. Yeah. He was a perfect gentleman. Yeah. They At some point really she went, apart. she went, I've been charmed. <laughs> yeah, that. she said that. Yeah. People don't normally say when they've been charmed. No. Really? I do. Well, I've been well, I've charmed. Never, I've never heard you say that about me. Well, you are charmless. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's even a kiss. There's a kiss. Shad's get a, gets a kiss. Yeah, they mack out. And she hangs there after when, when he pulls away. She just hangs there to let it linger, to, to bask in that moment. I love it. I loved it. It was really nice. There's nothing else to say about it. Tony was a gentleman. Shad's was Shad's. So she was obviously perfect. And that that's it. Big payoff. Big, Big payoff, payoff for any Shad's heads out, out there. <laughs> any is, Shad's heads out there. For anybody listening to this podcast who is also watching the show, which I have to assume is one person. Maybe zero. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to really enjoy hearing about Shad's date. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for enjoying our podcast. This show does not need anyone to do any watching of the show because we bring it to life in such a horrific way yeah, yeah. we watch like it so i always say to. at the start of every single podcast we bring the biz yeah okay <laughs> does anyone have a bottle opener because there are bottles and i was not prepared you don't okay i'll find a railing and try and smash it open oh no the beer's smashing there everywhere do you have the thing where you um have like a bottle and some guy just opens it with his hand and you're just fully emasculated and then they're like oh no it's easy it's easy like this is how you do it and you try and do it in your hand and you move the beer away and there's just a jagged yeah, imprint yeah, on yeah. your flesh from where it's pushed into you your thumb. You just torn skin off of the inside <laughs> of your palm. You're just Blunt. airlifted to the hospital. <laughs> Gets gangrenous. You lose the entire arm up to the shoulder. That same guy has to give you a blood transfusion for those buckets of blood you've lost. And it regrows the arm because he's so powerful. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have this. Obviously, I can't be emasculated uh, ah. because I'm so feminine. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but uh, but what I do have is that when uh, when I see someone do that with their hand or with their teeth, that means you immediately have to date them. Mm. Oh. You know, because it's so masculine, you can't help but be drawn towards it. I get them a referral to a cosmetic dentist because they will have shattered their enamel. And that's no joke. <laughs> Wait, are you joking? Yeah, that's a joke. Oh, yeah. funny. <laughs> Man number three comes down the lift. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. It's called from Darlington. <sighs> he looked sort of like a dorkier Timothée Chalamet. Yeah, I was really surprised. Yeah, Everybody I can see was that. super into this guy. I yeah, because he, he kind of looked like Harry Styles. He did look, he had like a boyish handsomeness. But he, I mean, he really did look quite like a boy. And they're not very forgiving of that but i think he was just quite charming i think it was yeah. A, yeah i think it was the harry styles thing yeah uh 2015 harry styles and he looks like a boy but he came out like a man what with, I the, think... with the with the cartwheel yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the make it that's how you know it's a man when he does a cartwheel yeah i just had this moment where i just thought it'd be so funny if he just stacked it <laughs> Everyone, yeah. everyone taps out. <laughs> everyone taps out immediately. And then uh, he has a very, uh, then came up that he has a very close uh, connection <laughs> with his gran. Yeah. And then his gran said, with the, in the VT, his gran said, if they, don't, if they don't take the gran, they don't take the man. <laughs> Which I think was a um, refer, like she was referring to um, the ladies pegging the both of them oh i thought she was repeating a mantra mm. so she didn't have to engage with something that the women at the table had just said i thought that was her disassociating no i think when she i think when she said take the man she was talking about pegging right, and right, she right. was like i want to i want to pe be pegged first uh, and then you know see yeah, if you're yeah, good yeah. enough at it also we need eight to simple eight eight simple rules to pegging my teenage grandson <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> the first one is peg me first please peg me first please so i can approve on your technique on the brand choice uh second rule Haircuts. can only be pegged after with a belly full of roast dinner <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> stuff from all angles <laughs> that's mantra number three mm. Mm. Maya, I liked that Rebecca. Oh, but, oh, we can't be fast. Um, I just want to say that um, her her name was Granny Pat. I thought that was yeah. very that's a very sweet name. Granny Pat. Okay, well, thank you for nothing, Nathan. Granny Pat. Yeah, that was shit, Nathan. Granny you Pat, gonna um, peg you. Really rubbish. When you bring up a take, maybe just try and think of an angle on it that's like unique or funny or like worth certainly <laughs> yeah. our time. Yeah. Let, let, let's let's you know it went from pegging to you saying that she had a nice name so you know really yeah. down here. guys the energy, I was, really... the energy was really high and it was flowing and we were laughing and then you came in with that and it dropped and it was yeah. crap and it was trash guys, i really think the last episode of the season is not the time to re jig up the format i like i like it when we do notes off air at the end of the episode i, I think introduce them halfway you mean when, through. We, yeah. when we end every phone call with a fight yeah, I think we. I like that when it happens off air and it's in private behind closed doors. I think yeah. it's easier for me to take on board feedback then. When it comes yeah, up yeah, now, yeah. I don't know how to implement it. But you have to appreciate when we're yeah. sitting here listening to the kind of crap contributions you give. Like it's it's asking too much of us to sit in silence. I'm we on. Have to tell you, I'm on the brink of disassociating. I. Uh... <laughs> 
if you don't be if you don't treat the grand, you don't get the man. I'm not listening. I'm repeating my mantra. <laughs> I'm out. I'm in my own head. <laughs> That's your oh, TM no. mantra. We lost Nathan, and he's the best thing about this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, Billy, uh, some of that stuff he's Nathan, I just gave you a compliment. Are you back in? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't. Uh, I just realized there's a note I didn't bring up. Um, it's just <laughs> it's just important that we do know that her name is Granny Pat. Did I say this? Yeah, yeah you did. And yeah, it was you did. Yeah, so boring really before, great. and you said it again. Oh, no, we're, we're, we're celebrating it now. Uh, really okay, good stuff. Yeah. Well, Take another note, run at it. I've written the note twice, <laughs> so it can't be, it has to be important. Can you just say it again and, and I'll we'll feign liking it? Another take? Okay, cool, cool. Um, yeah, great point, guys. Um, before we move on, I do just want to bring up one thing spontaneously. Mm. Uh, his nana called Granny Pat. Oh, that's who cares? so lovely. Nathan's you so get a boring. pat on the back for that, Nathan. Oh, you're bad at this too. Well, I said pat on the back. His, her name is Pat. I'm the only one delivering quality on this podcast. No, you, you're roguing out, mate. Yeah, you're a real rogan. Well, guys, his skill, little uh, call from Darlington, his skill is, because he rides motorbikes, uh, they just uh, they decide that it's a good idea to have him dress up as Evil Knievel uh, and ride a tiny motorbike. I really thought... <laughs> I really thought it was very emasculating. Yeah, um, it felt quite childish as well. It's like the kind of yeah. thing a group of like lads would do at the park while drinking tinnies and doing speed. Yeah, but he still <laughs> he still has some girls left over to pick from. And then his question is, uh, he, he says he loves Mr. Men. And what little miss would you be? I'd be Little Miss Loose. I'd be the, the nasty gal of the uh, <laughs> Little Miss universe. <laughs> Often shunned by the others. Slut shamed, if you will. You would plan to be that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you would build into your own character that you're shunned by the universe. Well, yeah, because the other little miss would uh, judge me because I'd be getting down and dirty with all the Mr. Men. Mr. Tickly, Mr. Uppity. What would you be, uh, Patrick? Um, I'd be little Mr. Not Buying It. <laughs> 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 and my character trait is I would just be an absolutely incredulous about what anybody <laughs> ever told me. No thanks, not buying it. Nice try. Okay, I would be a little mistake because I, I have a lot of takes, but it's also a mistake. Ah, wordplay. Well, Cole gets a date with Sophie. So uh, that's great. She was little Miss Sunshine. And uh, she seemed she seemed delightful. It was it was a bit of a diss to Georgette, who got very uh, close like seven times this episode. The stakes are high. They've never been higher. They've mm. never been higher. Last episode. And I've never been higher. I was baked watching this episode, (laughs) (laughs) ripping bongs and eating crisps. What a wonderful time. Yeah, eating crisps. <laughs> well, we go from uh, from uh, Cole and Sophie. We go to uh, a vegan date. It's Whitney and Ben. I think she was too blown away by the fact that because he worked for Peter, he was the re- he personally was the reason that she became vegan. Yeah, he had an enormous amount of power <laughs> over her. Because she was like, oh, I, I only t- I tried it out because I tried it out for a month because I received one of those like newsletters or whatever. And then he went, oh, maybe it's one of ours. And she said, what do you work for? He went, Peter. And she went, oh, yeah, what's one of yours? And then in like the, the talking head, she just went, isn't that unbelievable? He's the reason I became vegan. Mm. So <laughs> he could he could 
convince her to change her life in any way he wants. Mm. Yeah, do you think they're going to enter like a toxic relationship now? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because he'll just do a a public campaign about her not leaving her clothes on the floor (laughs) all the time. Mickey. And, she'll uh, try that for a month. She'll do it. Yeah. She'll be like, all right, I'll try that for a month. I got one of those email blasts. Change.org. Yeah. Stop being so lippy at dinner time. <laughs> Mickey. Uh. I lived with you guys, and dinner time is when Mickey likes to run her mouth. That is. <laughs> yeah. And I'm. Um, and I go chasing it. I don't run my mouth at dinner time. <laughs> no, you're very respectful. I'm very respectful. And <laughs> I demand respect. <laughs> yeah. At, at dinner time is when Patrick demands respect. Yes. Um, I slam my goblet down on the table. Yeah. I, say, I will be respected. And then I go, I respect you. Mm? <laughs> I go, oh, well, good. <laughs> it's a very dramatic start to dinner but always quite a lo-fi finish well it's tough because i remember one time um i was having to i came back quite late from a gig it's about 11 p.m and i was eating my dinner you and i was sitting with you guys mm. uh-huh. and you felt i hadn't respected you and you made me go to my room to finish my dinner there yeah and i yes, said well i yeah. you said i said you don't have control over me we're equals and yeah. next thing i know i'm eating my spaghetti bolognese in bed and it was yeah yeah and then I, I knocked on your door and I said, I respect you, Nathan. Mm-hmm. And then you went, that means nothing to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the camera cut to me and I had like these crazy demon headmaster eyes that were kind of like... <laughs> yeah, and you were giving a big <laughs> wink to around, the camera. <laughs> and I gave a big wink to the camera and you could tell next episode that, gonna that was going to become sort of a big part of the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we get man number four down the lift. Guys... What a finale. It's Pete from Cornwall. This guy's a real hunk. He sends the girls wild. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah they lose their minds. He is literally a male model. I, I was Before they said he was a male model, they teased that he was a DJ in a uh, uh, gym. And then DJ I was like, gym. eh? And then after a couple of seconds, they went, nah, just kidding. I'm a male model. It's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. The DJing in the gym seemed like more of a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Who asked him to do that? <laughs> what gym has a DJ? Yeah. That's, you know, that's the, the best thing about the gym is that is it's, it? that you can listen to your own music while exercising, but not this gym. He's spinning. So, so Pete's absolutely smashing it, guys. And, uh, and, and he's the last guy. And I think he's like, I think he's a really good choice for the finale because just... Most people aren't going to tap out because what's there to dislike, really? His, his, like, the flaw in his second VT was that he loves cookies. <laughs> yeah, he was who, kind of the who perfect cares? guy. I, I was expecting yeah. him to be um, a, a monster. Yeah. And mm. I kind of wasn't that warm to him. But what really turned it around was how when he was turning off everyone's lights, and he basically yeah. had, like, the pick of everyone... He was yep. saying, this is horrible. This isn't yeah. very nice yeah. at all. I love that. He was walking so slowly, turning off everyone's lights. And then he obviously was just suddenly struck by a horrible thing. No one ever normally said they never look troubled. They kind of relish it. Yeah. yeah. But he was like, and it reminds us like, yeah, this is a brutal part of the show. Yeah. So we get uh, Kate and Georgette to be the, la- the, the final two. We, we haven't really gotten to know Kate. 
Um, but she uh, she wins. And turns out she was also love at first light. It was a real ending. Like, uh, what a finale. End of the season. It was also Georgia and Kate were two high demand mm. girls. They've often been people's yeah. loves at first lights and stuff. And he just had the pick. He just kind of had that that raw attraction you only get with people who are incredibly good looking. Patrick was really taken aback by how good looking he was. Well, I think it was so interesting. You can really tell when people are uh, male models. Is that how you felt like, about me when we first met? No. 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 I thought... What about the second time? There's, n- there's no way he's not. <laughs> when I met you a second time, yeah. The second time was... <laughs> I, when I met Why you is this guy time, still here? I thought, if he wants to be in the spotlight so badly, but he's so bad at talking, <laughs> why isn't he yeah. a model? You were kind of hunched over in the corner, like scrolling on a little pad. Yes, yes. Drawing images yeah. of my own visage. So, uh, Kate. Kate wins. And then mm. we get some We get some good dates uh, still coming up. So, number one... Yeah, we got to reel through these because there were so many. Ah, we'll get through them real quick. Number one is Alan and Kirsty. So, from this episode. Absolute uh, shit show. Absolute shit show. Nathan, you want to take this one? What I loved is how they were com- on completely different pages. Like, on, <laughs> yeah. there'd be a clip of him saying... I think the date's going well. Uh, there's a <laughs> yeah, lot of chemistry. Yeah. Then we cut to her and she's like, there is no chemistry. This is not happening. <laughs> they use the exact same phrase. I wonder if it's because the producers were like, do you think there's chemistry? Like trying to get the exact same phrasing. <laughs> Definitely. I think it's going really well. I do not think it's going well. Yeah. And there's that footage um, of him. <laughs> he plans a picnic on like a really depressing grey pebble beach. <laughs> and there's a <laughs> shot of him in like a really sparse uh, like Spanish... Uh, off license yeah, yeah supermarket trying to get like meat and cheeses and it's all like <laughs> cheap processed package stuff yeah. not like nice I think why did I they think make Alan, him do that I think Alan was uh, at the uh, definitely uh, the end of the production when they had uh, blown their entire <laughs> budget and they were just like well Alan uh, all we can do for you really for your date is um, you can go to the supermarket and pick some stuff up, but you can't go over a tenner. Mm. Yeah, we don't have a speedboat. Can you just buy some stuff? <laughs> We're out of champers. And then what now he gets go, is... Now go and sit on the beach with a woman who will insult you on a personal <laughs> level repeatedly. And he's such a sweet guy. He's such a sweet guy. I bet when they turned the cameras off, she just smashed the champagne bottle over his head. <laughs> And thrust it into his neck and said, I'm the boss of the beach. And buried him on the beach. You think he's buried under that beach? Yeah, bodied and buried. Oh, An hour with Kirsty, yes. Bodied and buried. <laughs> and he just buys bread and hummus. It was like, yeah, she's yeah, quite fit. The bread is delicious. That was, all, mm. that was all he could afford. Have you tried the bread? <laughs> Fuck you. And as she turns <laughs> him down, he's got a big gulf full of bread. And, to, <laughs> and when she says it, he just puts more bread in his mouth, which already <laughs> has bread in it. Absolutely <laughs> fucks up There's so much. No Please. game. Uh, I completely understand uh, trying to eat to fill the void. <laughs> bread is delicious. And bread is but delicious. Would you eat to fill the void while the void is being created? Don't you wait for the, the completion of the void? Mm. No, you gotta start plug, eating immediately. Plug the void before it grows. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta make sure you buy the bread before the void happens. Otherwise, you're just empty. Okay, so I wonder if he, I wonder if he ate an entire loaf of bread. Oh, he, he... bought another one. He had fifty cents <laughs> less. <Second laughs> loaf of bread. 
Just as the shop was closing, he had to go to the bins where they threw out all the bread. Come on, mate, I need it. He knocked on the door as the guy was closing up. Please. Got any pan? Well, that was Alan. Uh, Fuck you, Alan. Fuck you, Alan. No, he's all right. Um, we go to shut up. We go to uh, we go to Marion and Leslie. Leslie. Oh, I just I just wrote no. That's the only. I apparently didn't take any notes yeah. except to say no. Leslie could not have said more times how he normally dates plastic women, <sighs> insulting people he has dated and the person he is on a date with. <laughs> yeah. As this is not my type. My type is usually trash, <laughs> but a different kind of trash. All women are trash. It was really surprising because he seemed like such a nice yeah. guy. Maybe he needed that audience to be aware mm. that people were going to be perceiving this as well. Because yeah. as he said... I just date shallower women normally. <laughs> and then, you know, that that would be like, but I'm now dating you and you're lovely and really interesting and not shallow. But it wasn't mm. like that. It was like, I date shallower women normally and that's what I will continue mm. to do. No likey. <laughs> Marion and Leslie, it was a no likey. Um, goodbye. Uh, two <laughs> dates left. <laughs> Two days left. We got uh, Kate and Pete. So Pete obviously was the uh, prize at the end of the uh, at the end of the um, episode. Their large uh, man model uh, and Kate. Kate turned out to be much more posh than I was expecting. She's a matron mm. at a boarding school. Yeah, I didn't know that that still existed. She called Pete rough and ready. Uh, Pete is not rough and ready. <laughs> Yeah. He's a male model. <laughs> yeah, he's perfectly Scott. He's extremely smooth and unavailable. Yeah. I, mean, I think he was just a bit awkward. I, I really warmed him. I think he generally was quite a, maybe a shy person to some extent. A little bit uncomfortable. Mm. Not, yeah. not what, not, he didn't come across how he initially presented. Right. And I respect that. I respect nice. the hell out of that. Whoa. All right. Well, Pete, uh, cool. fucking respect res- that. Nathan fucking respects you, Pete. Uh, and then last but not least, we get Sophie and Cole. Um, Cole was the uh, Harry Styles looking child. And uh, Sophie was uh, a little petite blonde uh, who was so into him in the show and then completely turned off. She wanted to leave. She wasn't into him. She just had to get the fuck out of that studio. Enough. That- he right. was her parachute out of there. <laughs> yeah. She took it. Respect that. <laughs> let's get to heroes and villains guys let's hear it nathan let's start with your hero heroes uh my heroes and i think this will come as no surprise it is a shared entry and it goes to this is my heroes of the episode and the entire season uh tony and shards mm-hmm. they are doing- tony oh. tony's episode shards a season i assume yeah i'll do that <laughs> But yeah, but they are my they are my heroes this week. They they Aww, they, they crushed. That's nice. With a quit with a runner up being um No no, that's enough out of you. Marion. Um, Not Marion. So uh Yeah, Marion. Patrick. My hero of the episode and the season is Farah. Hey, Farah's my hero as well. Okay, copycat. Um I'm talking. It's all about Farah. Farah. It's <laughs> all about Farah. I don't know if you guys have heard about this girl, but she is what it's all about. Um, she's been funny. She's kept things light. Sometimes someone comes into your life and you oh, don't okay. know this is nothing. how this is nothing. much impact they're going to have. Okay. And this 
It's not really like that, but Farah was uh, great. Yeah, okay. So you've, yeah, you... For me, it's Farah. Farah, you got it, kid. Okay. So, uh, Farah is a... <laughs> Patrick's hero. <laughs> Farah is my hero for the episode as well, but I think season, I'm going to go with, um, with Nathan. It's Shatz. So, uh, so Nathan, uh, who's your villain? Uh, my villain for the episode, there weren't many. There weren't many competitors for villains. So the person that stood out for me is Granny Pat. I think yeah. she was in a dangerous relationship with her grandson. I think it was codependent. I think she was far too engaged in his sex life. I think she was using <laughs> roast dinners to keep him docile, sluggish, easy to control and manipulate. <laughs> And it's for this reason, Granny Pat, that I challenge you to meet me by the canal. Uh, we're not going to go straight into hand-to-hand combat. We're not going to sort of get rowdy straight away. I'm willing to open a dialogue. We can discuss why uh. you've been treating your grandson like this. I'll mm. impart some wisdom, what I've learned in my time as a grandson. But if you do refuse to learn, um, then, well, shit's going to get a little bit wild. So how can she... Uh, how can she uh, um jump on this offer which i assume she'll want uh granny pat if you are on social media which i assume you are you can contact me uh, at, on instagram at nathan darcy roberts or on twitter yeah. at mr darcy roberts see you nathan. by the canal well done i think that is the the most um concise one you've ever done so uh, a real a real growth for you there over the season well they call me johnny um, two takes because that's what it takes um, no no one no, calls no you that no one says that so um <laughs> Perfect. Villain, please. I, uh, there wasn't any obvious um, villain to me from this episode. I didn't have a villain. So I'm doing my series-wide uh, villain. Okay. And uh, my series-wide villain is Nathan. N- oh, Nathan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think from the beginning of this series, I think he's been an obstacle. I think, <laughs> he's, he's, I think he's blathered on and on relentlessly. I think he has no sense um, of concision. <laughs> I think it, it drives me crazy that he has two different social media handles. And <laughs> he's so much easier. There's a word, there's a character limit. I'm, I, I'm, my Excuse hands are tied. Me. Excuse me, the villains do not get a right of reply. We never give our villains an opportunity to respond. We do always. We give them our social media. We do, yeah. I'll make that available to the villain, whoever that may be, at the end of my diet. Nathan, you've already said. So, for those reasons, I'm calling out Nathan. Uh, (laughs) If he wants to meet me um, on the edge of his beloved canal, I would be very pleased to see him there. I would give him the opportunity to grovelingly apologise, <laughs> uh, to lay down his arms and uh, his nonsense and once and for all uh, declare me uh, the supremo chifo. I'll take it. Um, if he wants to trash me on social media, good luck to the boy. Uh, my social media handle is at Patrick Spicers. Um, and that's basically that's basically it. You dirt. You dirt. Okay, my... <laughs> My villain is for for just that it wasn't going to be Patrick. I, I was going to choose Kirsty S. But uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, how the podcast goes is just um, you, you get a new villain because of the incredible mm. villainous behavior. I call him out 
for um, trying to put a wrench in this podcast uh, right at the end of a very successful season one. Uh, he's putting a wrench in it. He's trying to oust Nathan, who is genuinely what I think an asset. And, well, I'm um, not I'm Oh, not sorry. Him. The villain does not get a right of response. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm calling him out. And uh, if he wants to get at me, then um would love that actually uh at mickey <laughs> overman uh you can uh, you can tweet tweet at me dm me or just uh you know actually this will be the first time that i'm not interested in a conversation okay straight up fight oh snap patrick's Thank learned you. a powerful <laughs> lesson that when fighting monsters you must be careful not to become a monster yourself and maybe yeah. that is the lesson of our entire podcast. Maybe that's what we've been trying to communicate. No, to the lesson of no, podcast. the lesson of the podcast is uh, uh, love is real. Love is real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that's what we were putting out there. It's but... a pro-Israel post- podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I'm know glad we finally clarified our position on that because we've been dancing around it. Yeah, we've yeah. we're finally sponsored by the annexation of Palestine and it's <laughs> yeah. that action specifically. Well, guys, uh, I just I just want some last overall statements before we close this down. Um, I'll start. I think uh, season this first season of this podcast has been a smashing success. Mm. Uh, I think we wanted to talk about Take Me Out and we talked about Take Me Out. And uh, what is that if not a mission statement completed? So. Uh, I loved it. Nathan? Yeah, I did prepare a statement. I just want to say <laughs> that this time recording this podcast has been... Actually, you can't see it, but what... I'm going to tear this up, actually, what I prepared. Oh, I'm okay. going to speak oh, for nothing. Oh, wow. wow. Lovely. Oh, That's always a great move. I can hear him tearing it. Yeah. This has been some sick-ass shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had a proper... Oh, nut. Nathan, untear that I don't, Actually, yeah, we'll put the pieces back together. No, uh, yeah, I just want to say... Uh, um, yeah. No. Yeah. I'll I'll prepare something for the next season. Oh, okay, okay, great. Yeah, that's a, okay. That. Nathan's statement is that he'll prepare a statement <laughs> in the next season. So, um, Patrick, any yeah. last any last statement? <sighs> Man, I just want to say when we started this crazy project, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't yeah. know what we were going to say in each yeah. episode and we didn't know who our villains were going to be <laughs> and we didn't know about the specific events of each of the episodes. Yeah. We didn't know. We we were so stupid. <laughs> but over the course of, you know, 10 crazy weeks, I think we've learned all of those things, but especially we've learned about ourselves and mm. the kinds of things that we like and sort of are capable of. And I think we've also convinced the general public that that's okay nice yeah a nice. <laughs> lot of lot of emotion there no substance um, so sobbing so yeah he, you're you're smiling smiling sorry right. i mixed those up <laughs> So, um, well, guys, that is season one done. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you, Nathan and Patrick, for being yourself. And uh, Thank you. Yeah. Yes, thank, and thank, thank me. you, Patrick and Nathan. Yes. And uh, Mickey oh. Overman. Okay. Uh, and just before we completely uh, wind up, okay. I would just like to say, if you've listened to this, thanks, you know, thanks for listening. That's what I just said. Mm, if you have listened, I just want to add on. Thanks for listening. <laughs> And um, tell tell a friend, you know, we've got a season oh, two. My God, we're gonna we're gonna have some guests as well in season two. Yeah. So uh, look out look out for that. 
Season yeah, we're gonna, two, we're gonna... in which we'll be watching season eight. Yeah. <laughs> season two equals season eight. We're yeah. going to buy a new mic for the guest. Yeah, it's going to... It's Guys. It's all happening. That has not so, been budgeted for yet. <laughs> so we will be um, discussing with it. the annexation of Palestine to see if they can increase our revenue so we can buy one more <laughs> mic. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. This podcast was brought to you by Mickey Overman, Nathan Darcy Roberts, and Patrick Spicer. Theme tuned by the very funny Ben Cavanagh.